It's DTS 137, we've got new toys from McFarlane, 59 new concept art pieces from Bungie, and a couple of those health regen things that got thrown off with 2502 are getting fixed. Listening to Destiny the Show. What is up, everybody? It's Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. My name is BBK Dragoon, and you have no idea how many times it took me to get that stinking intro down. <laughs> what is up, Diddy? Listeners don't know how many times I choke, do they? <laughs> no, they really don't. Every single episode, you do have to do the intro at least five or six times just to get the the right one there but i think you got it this time uh in a little bit less than that but i'm doing fantastic had a really great weekend so far pokemon go generation two pokemon are out so we've been uh catching some new mons the last couple days yeah and uh, we made stinky uh puppy treats for flynn so that was nice what are wait okay you gotta explain one thing at a time first of all Second gen Pokemon Go, I've gotten some pop-up things on my phone for it. Is it like a big title update to the game? Uh, think of it like an expansion. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's yeah. So there's now Generation 1 and Generation 2. So uh, they've added silver, gold, and crystal Pokemon mm. into the mix, and it's pretty awesome. Do you guys have like a gym that you dominate nearby? <laughs> no, we have a gym at our apartment complex that is always the wrong team, and it's stacked to 10 <laughs> because there's a community college across the street, so a oh, bunch gosh. of kids just come across and just destroy just there for months. Yeah, it's Get all, that it's Clefairy awful. out of here, blue team. <laughs> Whatever. I haven't touched that thing since last June or July. Okay, and Stinky Treats, what are those? So uh, we homemade dog treats for Flynn. They have sweet potatoes. They have sardines, um, ground oats as well. Um, and you put fish sauce on them, mm. and they just they stink up the whole place. And I bet crunchy, and you bake them in the oven. He loves them, and they're awesome. If anybody is looking to make some dog treats, let me know. I'll send you the recipe. Nice. And what we do in Destiny this week, we did a Wrath of the Machine run with one of our friends, Mvito. This is his first first Wrath run. Shout outs to Jim, Mythic, and Sassy as well. It was kind of nice going back and doing that, right? Yeah, it was. We haven't done the raid in a, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, uh, and it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun, you know, <laughs> teaching the raid to somebody again because we've taken so many people through for the first time. And going back, it's like, yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my thoughts exactly. When fish would be like, you like that? And Envito is in that state where he's just sort of overwhelmed. Right when you do that final fight, you're sort of like overwhelmed you don't really know how to handle empowerment you don't really know where to be at the right time and so you're asking somebody it's like was that fun for you and they're like i think so but i don't really know what just <laughs> happened you guys yelled at me because i missed a stagger or something so <laughs> we also played patch 2502 lots of pvp this week what are you thinking initial reactions are you liking it so far i know for me i'm really liking it but that special ammo economy change was like dropping a nuclear bomb <laughs> into the balance scene like it is a huge change not a small one i mean this is a big big like earth-shattering change for destiny pvp people yeah i would say 
I mean, I played a game of Team Snipers this morning, and by that I mean I went into skirmish, and everybody was using no land beyond sidearm combo. I mean, <laughs> all six players. So it was a game of Team Snipers, and I had a lot of fun doing it. I actually find that uh, sidearms becoming more popular. I can actually have gunfights in Destiny, and I haven't been able to do that in a very long time. And just being able to outstrafe somebody and outgun somebody, you're like, yeah, oh, that's Feels a good, good feeling. So it's uh, more that. I'm just having a good time with it. I'm a little worried because I think we sort of exchanged our matadors for wormwoods. It is. <laughs> sidearms, it's great. I would much rather get killed by a sidearm than a matador, but later today we're going to talk about the special ammo economy stuff and how they haven't really touched on the sidearm bug where you retain that ammo you get if you picked up a crate and then died. So you're never going to run out. I've like yet to run out of sidearm ammo, and I've been using that thing a lot on close quarters maps, but... Yeah, today is a pretty stacked show. We've got a lot to talk about. Those Vex cinematics emerging. They've been out for like six months, but caught some traction this last week and gives a little bit of uh, fuel to the speculators. And then the health regen corrections where they rolled back some of the changes for a few of those abilities, but not all of them. And I'm excited to talk about that. So first up, we got to see some really cool-looking McFarlane Destiny toys. All in all, they have a Lord Saladin figure, a Gallarhorn, like a life-size Gallarhorn, a Vault of Glass decked-out Titan, a King's Fall Warlock. <laughs> I gotta laugh, Titty, because they picked literally the armor set you hate the most for the Titan figure. The Hunter, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Hunter, I bring the, Hunter, yeah. They, the, it's the Iron Banner uh, stuff. For mm -hmm. the hunter, the wolf, cloak. the wolf head. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. They should have done a throwback to the first Iron Banner from the Destiny beta and the Year One Iron Banner set with that really nice long cloak, the white one with the tree. Ugh, that would have been perfect. I probably would have got that figure, but nope, not with the wolf head. They really are detailed figurines, though, and so they're twenty dollars for the Hunter, Titan, and Warlock. I'm not sure was Lord Saladin like thirty dollars. Thirty-five. Okay, because he's bigger. He's like a lot taller. Yes. The Iron Gallerwing, we don't know the price for, but the life-size Gallerhorn is a hundred and fifty dollars because they're classifying it as like a role-play item. I think if you're gonna do like mm -hmm. cosplay, it has sound effects, and apparently they're gonna try and make it so you can actually look down the site, which would be pretty sweet. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Really gorgeous stuff coming out of there. And then Bungie also released in celebration of IGN's Fireteam Chat's 100th episode, 59 new pieces of concept art that some of which were referenced, not all of which were used. And we've actually seen some of these images before, I think, Diddy. Yeah, we have. You know, with concept arts, you're going to have very similar themes because, you know, they're trying to narrow down the image of what they want the game to be. And oh man, if you want some new desktop wallpapers or mobile wallpapers, this is the album to pick from because there's a lot, a lot of great stuff here. Yeah, we'll leave the link for which on our website, destinytheshow.com. I looked through this album and I was desperately trying to find any shred that we could pull some Destiny 2 speculation <laughs> out of, and it really isn't there. Two things I took away. A lot of the concept art for the Exos looked so cool. I think that is one of the most underdeveloped sides of Destiny is the racial storylines humans and exos i want to learn more about the awoken and the other thing i took away from it was they really wanted cities in destiny don't you think it looks like from the concept <laughs> art they really wanted you to go down to the actual city below the tower 
buy stuff from the vendors, see the people that you're actually trying to protect. And I think a technical limitation is why we didn't see it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to have to say technical limitation. I, I like to think of these cities that as I'm looking through the concept art as outposts on different parts of the planets that we can patrol on. And just like in between the uh, the battle zones, you know, have that uh, that vendor, that lone vendor sitting out there on Mars um, that you can trade relic iron in for a glimmer or weapon parts or something like that. And just something like that. But uh, like you said, I think it was a technical limitation. Also, you can see like the uh, the different iterations of the Cabal in this album. Oh, yeah, well. rhinos. Like, there's, a, there's this big rhino with a big weapon on uh, in his in his hand. And it's like... Yeah, the rhinos would have been really awesome, but they look more like space turtles now. I think that's what uh, the internet likes to call them. So, <laughs> what? There's like a Disney movie with rhinos who are guards. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember which Disney movie it is. I think so, but I cannot. We're like remember. too old now, so whatever. Yeah. But when I look at these cities, I go, "Would it be sweet if we went to Mars and there was some really secret vendor that somebody just found who's selling this awesome thing this week only, and you had to go through a giant patrol zone to get there or fight through the wild?" Oh, gets me so yeah, like what if each planet too. had a Zer type of vendor that you yeah. had to complete a secret mission to to get to or something. It never panned out that way in the division. Like there were dark zone vendors and the further you got in the dark zone, they would sell cooler stuff. It never was like actually that cool of stuff. But that concept, right? The further you progress into this really gnarly zone, oh look at this, come down this alleyway, hop in this back corner, and this guy's gonna sell you this really sweet looking primary weapon or whatever. So Yeah. Now, the Vex cinematics, we got to talk about here just for a second, because this was a part of a showreel for Prologue. Prologue Films, I think, is what the the company is called. I'll pull up their website here just for a second. And this is a company that does all sorts of stuff for film, live action, commercials, graphics, broadcast stuff. They actually did the intro graphics for Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater and Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, which I got really hyped about because those are some of my favorite games. But these are the guys who put together the cinematics for a lot of Destiny 1, things that we've seen from The Dark Below and The Taken King and House of Wolves. Yet there's a couple of shots in this showreel that show Vex cinematics that we've not seen in game before, right? Yeah, it's almost as if like they created Vault of Glass cinematics or just like Black Garden cinematics for the Vex and just never put them into the game. You know, a lot of people are thinking maybe this was a Vex expansion that might have been scrapped um, or they just pushed back to Destiny 2. Maybe we will see these cinematics in a future iteration of Destiny. That would be really cool. But like you see the Vex creation. These are very short clips, by the way, but like you can see Vex you know, turning on, you know, the Vex milk stirring the machine <laughs> to life and the red eye, just that glow starting to hum. It's it's very cool. Yeah, it reminds you of like, I can't let you do that, Dave, when the red eye <laughs> pops on there. So if anybody's confused, a show reel for a company or a demo reel, when you're in production for video, you put together a short like 30 second, a minute long teaser it's like a hype reel. It shows off all of your best shots. You try and like demonstrate a wide array of what your studio is capable for so that when a potential client looks at your website in 30 seconds to a minute, they can see some of your like sexiest footage ever and get a good idea of what you're capable of. And that's where all this came from. The video was on Vimeo. It got removed from Vimeo. People are speculating, oh, why did it get removed? They're trying to hide something. <laughs> but most likely... 
it was the actual company saying, hey, take that down. That's our show reel. We don't want somebody else posting that on their non-professional account because it looks poorly mm-hmm. on us. I wouldn't or read a lot of this. just made it private. I don't know exactly how Vimeo works, but... Yeah, they could have done that too. I don't think it was a full Vex expansion, to be honest. I think this was... With how short those clips were, it might have been an allusion to more of a story involving the Vex in Destiny 1, and now they're going to recycle those cinematics into Destiny 2 because... Those kind of post-production cinematics cost a freaking fortune. You don't just make those and then trash them. Or not yeah, often. I was, I was about to say, they could have been concept cinematics, but that wouldn't make much sense to invest that much time and effort into a concept cinematic. Like, no. Like you just said, they cost a lot of money to, to produce. You'd go with storyboards. you definitely go with storyboards for concept stuff or yeah. just a piece of concept art because... It's disgusting how expensive that post-production thing is. Like Halo Wars 2, the cinematics, the people who do it for like H2A and Halo 5 Blur, those must cost a significant portion of the production budget. It's a lot of time and effort and a bunch of people working on it. All right, let's talk about the good stuff, man. The health regen corrections from Josh Hamrick. I didn't think we'd be seeing these changes uh, so quickly after the patch. Now, if anybody wants to catch up and find out about the unintended health regen changes that happened in 2502 as a result of the hungering blade change you can learn about it in last week's show however diddy they didn't go ahead and reverse all of these changes in fact josh hamrick shared with us how some of them are being kept a little bit the same with an additional buff and how some of them are getting rolled back entirely yeah exactly so we'll go down the list here and i'm going to quote josh himself Uh, We have watched and listened all week, and this is the current plan moving forward. I'm going to give numbers so that you all have the info, but these numbers may change. So let's keep that in mind. Um, For each of the elements below, we are going to keep the change, but buff the amount of health you get back, plus 58%. So the list I'm about to read is the what we're going to keep the health regen change to, what it currently is in 2502. Hungering Blade, Red Death, Lifesteal for the Voidwalker Warlocks, Transfusion for those Striker Titans, and Cauterize for the Sunbreaker Titans. Now for the Suros Regime, no backup plans, Ward of Dawn cast, the Apotheosis fail, and Embrace the Void, they're reverting the change entirely. So those are going back to the way they were prior to 2502. Diddy, what do you feel about them giving a little bit more of this health back at plus 58%? Do you think they're going to stick with that number? Maybe give it a little bit more, a little bit less? Are you happier or no? Um, so, so they didn't give us the numbers before for like the actual patch 2502, but it was speculated or they said it was about 40% health back, um, on, on the kill whenever it triggered. And this extra 18%, what they now say plus 58% total. It's, uh, it's interesting because it's not, it's not too strong, right? It doesn't give you hundred percent of your health back. That would be, that'd be really strong, but this is also is, I think it's good. I think it's okay because, the fact that it gives you a flat amount back instead of the recharge, like whenever it recharges your shields and health, like if you take any damage during that recharge, it immediately halts it, right? Yeah. It just, yeah. it does not do the full amount. But this flat health give, given back on the kill, it's going to be good in a couple of these, like specifically Red Death. That's, I think, a buff to the weapon. I think so too in the right situation. Red Death is not mm-hmm. in like the best right. of place right now. But if you've got a group of weak enemies, and they're firing at you, and you can pull the kill off, boom, plus 58% back, boom, another kill, plus 58%. And that's instant, right? You don't have to worry about incoming shots stopping 
the health regen going through or the bar continuing upwards. It's just like boom, boom, boom. For Sunbreakers, Cauterize now not having the cooldown and being able to get that instant back, I see this, especially since snipers are even more rare in 6v6 these days because of the lack of special ammo and more people using sidearms. Do you agree with me? Do you think Cauterize gets the sort of good end of the stick on this one? I think it does. Cauterize is typically triggered by a ranged ability, so throwing the hammer, throwing the grenade, whatever. Um, whereas a thing like Hungering Blade, it's, it's quite different in that scenario in which it is triggered. So I think it uh, I think it's getting uh, some nice love here. I think the only time people are enjoying that Hungering Blade change is if you're really lucky, you pop it in a group of people and you get like boom, 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 like real fast sequential kills. But other than that, man, who wanted Blade Dancers to get nerfed, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, definitely a puzzling one, but uh, Blade Dancers... Yeah, let's do. Let's go into that B point on uh, Firebase Delphi with the the perk that uh, you spin around to just the massive area of effect damage, get all your health back. You're gonna do some do some work. Soros regime. I'm glad to see being thrown back because that's a weapon people really thought coming into this patch. It's like, all right, arrows. The Soros <laughs> is coming back, and with the previous uh, health regen changes, I don't know. So I'm excited to test all of these things out. However. I don't want to give an opinion too soon because, as Josh Hamrick said, these numbers may change. And I was thinking about it this way, too. A lot of people were very upset that these unintended health regen things got through the patch and they discovered it like the weekend before it happened. They probably only have a few playtesters left for Destiny 1. And I imagine those playtesters are probably pulling double duty, also having to test a lot of stuff for Destiny 2. If you're mm -hmm. Bungie, right now they are super excited about what? Destiny 2. They're so excited to show us all these new things and display for us the incredibleness of this sequel. And it's hard for them to justify, right? We look at Destiny 1 and this is all our world is focused on, but we don't know about all the things they're excited about and working on. So resource-wise... It seems like a pretty barren uh, wasteland for the Destiny 1 team. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with that. You know, with, there's very, very small portion of Bungie still working on Destiny 1. And I want to do one quick note here. If, if you're confused about the, the changes, like Red Death is being buffed a little bit, but Soros is being completely reverted. Um, well, one, Soros is of the archetype of all rifle that was slightly buffed, right? So it's it's getting a little bit better. And I think they're totally reverting the change on the Soros because the health regen is not always active. Like, it has a chance to trigger that health regeneration. So it's a little bit different than Red Death, and Red Death is always triggerable on kill, but Soros is not. Yeah, I think the buff Soros does like 33 damage for each precision headshot. I can't remember. I think it can That's change nice. by one or two, so... Yeah, autos have been pretty fun so far. By the way, Josh Hamrick on Twitter has been really, really active, answering a lot of people's questions. So if you're frustrated about these changes and want to have a conversation with the man, he's been replying to a ton of people on Twitter, and I can always appreciate that kind of um, communication and clarity and just more openness. I don't think we've seen that as much in the past with previous balance updates. So I like that. But special ammo... Mm -hmm. What do you think about the sidearm stuff? I was surprised that they didn't talk about rolling back the <laughs> sidearm unintended thing. Um, so, yeah, the sidearms, they retain all their ammo on death, right? Like, if you pick up, like, I got a, in Clash the other day, I got um, one round, or one magazine of my sidearm plus 122 additional rounds. When I died, I had 
all of that ammo, not my what, starting. What sidearm were you using? That had it's a uh, it's the Jabber Hockey. <laughs> oh, okay. From okay. Uh, the Taken King, so uh, it's got a nice inventory size. So it's quite interesting because sidearms retain all of that ammo instead of you know spawning back in with that what two base, and a base half value. magazines, one and a half, just that set value. It uh, it can be increased, so it uh, makes them. Uh, Definitely a go-to special weapon now, and uh, I really like that sidearms are popular right now because they give you a chance to actually have gunfights in Destiny, and I absolutely love that. Like I said at the beginning of the show, when you can outstrafe and outgun somebody in Destiny, it's a really, really good feeling, and that's what I've been missing, right? You have all these special special weapons that just are the one-shot, zero uh, retaliation, or zero chance of uh, you know fighting back before and now i can actually have a gunfight it makes my uh radiant dance machines actually worthwhile now so you'd rather fight and lose to a sidearm player than like a matador player because i agree with that oh, i do yeah. agree with that yeah because in the sidearm scenario i know i could have done better in the matador scenario it's like oh i i could have been 10 feet from i shouldn't have stood there yeah or i shouldn't have stood there yeah exactly i need I to be in a different area code let's be real <laughs> now I've heard that they're actually having trouble pinpointing this issue, that they internally, like in the engine, have a very hard time tracking these base inventory values. So it sounds like reverting this could be very complex when it comes to the actual mm -hmm. coding of it, which is worrisome to me because I'm like you, Diddy. I don't really mind getting killed by sidearms all that much. I Right now, Wormwoods everywhere doesn't bother me that bad. But just kind of knowing the community, and you know how it is too, it's going to get fatiguing in a month from now when it's like, ugh, another Wormwood. I wish there was <laughs> some diversity. You know, the rinse-repeat cycle. But I think we traded in a much worse evil with the Matador, and I'd rather have this meta, certainly. And I'm glad they're doing these big changes. Like, for me on the patch, I'm liking it a lot so far, but it's going to take a while to make full conclusions i really don't know what to think about trials this first weekend of trials is not a great <laughs> indication of what it'll be like in the future but it's it's almost as if they had to do this complete surgical removal of special ammo in order to figure out how to get more primary fights and that in turn really impacts the way trials is played you see yeah. far less killing potential from like snipers because after that first round it just changes everything and we need time. I mean, unless you're using no land beyond of course and lb sidearms were very popular right now <laughs> so yeah i mean if, yeah, if you play trials so, uh, that, you make a you make a good point right the first weekend of trials is not great i actually had a, a meeting at work the other day uh, specifically about you know data gathering and everything they just started doing a certain survey to try and improve our performance for the next year and they said the survey results for this one are not going to be meaningful at all. They're basically useless to us. We need to see how it goes over time. Every week, every month, what is the progression of these statistics, right? Do they, is it just new patch, super hype the next two weeks or so? You know, you're going to see sidearms the two weeks, they're going to realize, oh, I can't use sidearms very well, so I'm going to go back to my shotgun or my fusion rifle or my sniper rifle. That could change, right, in a couple weeks. And then it could just, like, even out uh, for, for until Destiny 2 comes out later this year. The first week, not going to be great. You know, you're going to be living up to the hype. The people are going to be using what is on YouTube, what is on the Internet, what they're getting killed with. 
And I think it could change here in the next couple of weeks. I've had a lot of people get angry on some of my, well, not that angry, but they bring up a point where they're like, dude, don't tell people what the strong weapons you think of this patch are going to be. It's, that's how we got the clever dragon in the first place. <laughs> and I true. thought about it, man. I had to like set my, uh, I wouldn't say ego. Maybe it's the ego. I know I set that aside. My initial reaction was like, no, that's not how it works. But then I'm like, yes, community members can accelerate the popularity of certain weapons. Cough, cough, the wormwood. However, if you don't have the community members creating content or streaming, A, you lose out on a lot of the audience that a game could have. And B, Reddit and forums and just in-game trends and chatter spread it will happen eventually regardless of if a content creator promotes it or not the meta is always going to settle towards a certain direction and that's just a reality of destiny dude in this game we will always have dominant weapons dominant classes and dominant play styles and then a new patch will come around it'll change it up we'll have a few weeks or a month where we're discovering those new things but we're always going to have that. And I think some folks believe there's like a design utopia out there where it's going to be perfect and there's going to be a huge sets of options. And yeah, you can always strive for that, but we're always going to have two or three guns that are the most popular in the scene, you know? Yeah, there's always going to be that player looking for the best weapons, the best tools to use to finish the job the most efficiently. So there's always going to be those people to provide that information who are like your content creators. But there's also going to be the people like, I just want to use this gun because I love it. It's so much fun, right? That's mm -hmm. why I used the last word in year one. It just happens to be really, really good. <laughs> totally. Um, that's why I use fusion rifles uh, all the way through uh, Rise of Iron, right? They weren't super overpowered, but I just really liked how they felt, how they were working for me. You know, I actually liked to use that gun. But now I actually like to use No End Beyond and Sidearm, and that just happens to be... Uh, one of the best loadouts in the game right now, apparently, according to uh, the internet. I'm fairly encouraged by the fact that Josh Hamrick is talking about the scory change that he needs to get working on. They're working on this change for the health regen perks. I think we'll see another balance pass or patch, whatever your preference of us saying it is. Hot, hot fix. Hot fix in the April update or spring update. I don't believe this is the final weapon balance patch of Destiny 1. Yep, exactly. And I want to point out, I saw something very briefly the other day about the terminology between patch notes or hotfix. Uh, there's apparently, like, the reason this 2502 was considered a hotfix was because it didn't have to go through Microsoft and Sony, like, certification mm. to get mm -hmm. pushed into patch. Yep. Um, they just made the changes server-wide, and then they pushed the update to the consoles. And uh, you have it there. Very, very cool. All right, that's going to do it for DTS 137, I think it is. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, DTS, D-I-T-T-Y, DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. -S. I've put out a couple of videos last week. Going to continue that through this week and the next week, just talking about a couple things, putting some live game commentaries as well, and maybe a few other things in there. Excellent. You can find us on our Discord, discord.me slash destinytheshow. That's how we put together this week's Wrath of the Machine run. And you can follow us on Twitter at destinytheshow. You can follow me at bbkdragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. And the links from what we talked about today will be on our website, destinytheshow.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.